You have gifts that support your dream and your dream drives your purpose. Welcome to the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm Kay. And I'm Taylor. Kay and I are friends who are united in our passion for our Catholic faith, which is how this podcast came to be. Every Wednesday, we're talking all about faith, dating, friendships, career decisions, and more. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, wine, or a cocktail and get ready to fuel your soul. This is the Fuel Your Soul podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fuel Your Soul podcast. I'm Kay. And I'm Taylor. I can't wait to dive in today's topic about God inviting us to dream. We really want to help encourage you to bridge the gap to who you are right now and to who you were created to be. Um, But before we start, I just want to apologize if you hear any random noise. I live in a super tiny apartment and can't escape the outdoor noise. So if you hear sirens or anything of that sort, I am sorry. She has nowhere to hide. <laughs> I don't. I was actually trying to like do this in the bathroom because that's the one place that doesn't have any windows in our apartment, um, but it's too small. <laughs> so here we are. The joys in New York City. Yes. That's Taylor's yeah. dream though. She's chasing her dream in New York. Speaking of. Sure. So um, like Taylor said, today we're talking all about dreams and I believe that you have gifts that support your dream and your dream drives your purpose. So kind of to kick things off, I want to go into a parable from the Bible. We're just going to go straight to the source that I think is a great analogy to the gifts that God has given us. So this is in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And I'm just going to paraphrase and put it in my own words. So essentially, there's one master and three servants, and the master is giving his servants money, they call it talons, to hold on to for a while, but he's expecting it back. So to one servant, he gives five talons, to another servant, he gives two talons, and then to the third and last servant, he gives a single talon. So the two servants who were given the most talons, the servant with five and two talons, they take what they were given and they invest it and multiply it and are able to bring back more than they were given to their master. Whereas the single servant who's only given one talon, he, out of fear of what his master might say if he lost it, went and actually hid his talon. So when he brings his talon back to his master, his master is disappointed with him because he didn't invest it like the others and use what he was given and bring back more. Which I think when you think about what God has given us with our gifts, he is expecting us to use what we were given. And he's disappointed in us if we are not living up to our full potential and using the gifts he's given us. For sure. It's really up to us Mm -hmm. to lace up our shoes. But before we do that, we really have to understand how do we know a dream is from God and not ourselves? And I think society right now teaches us that, you know, to chase your dream, to live a very self-centric life. But then as Christian women, we are taught 
to live a completely God-centric life. However, I think this is kind of polarized because I think the greatest indicator of your gifts are those desires that are put in your heart um, for a reason. Your your desires and your interests, I think, too. I think if you key Mm -hmm. into what you're most interested in, normally you're gifted at it. You're interested because in some way or form, you're good at it. Um, mm-hmm. so I think God speaks to us through our interests and really that's kind of the one thing that can't be taught. You can, yeah, teach- I agree. I, you can teach passion and you can teach other things and skill even can be learned, but you can't, um, choose interest. And if you listen to the upcoming episode with Father Shetta, we talk about, you know, the different things. We talk a lot about vocation and how to better understand though your dreams and purpose. And I think a lot of my time um, since college, I've been having a struggle because I'm like, I've always had an interest in fashion and in the apparel industry. I was like, how can this be a dream from God? Because it seems pretty superficial. But mm-hmm. but that interest is in my heart for a reason. And the more I sat in prayer in the classroom of silence, as Matthew Kelly would say, I I was like, you know, my dreams are not supposed to be, you know, somebody else's dream. We all have different dreams made of all different shapes, colors. Like it all takes the world to go around. I love that. We're all called to do something different. We have unique gifts for a reason. If we were all doctors or if we were all lawyers, the world would be lacking in many ways. It takes all kinds of vocations to run the world. Yeah. So I would just say, don't automatically assume like a desire in your heart isn't from God. Obviously, if it's, if it's you know, there's a fine line between like a good dream and a bad dream. Like if it's your dream to sit around and eat potato chips all day, that's probably not a dream that God put in your heart. (laughs) Right. God's not calling us to be lazy. He, he gives us gifts, but he doesn't promise that it's going to be easy, um, using our gifts to pursue our dream and get to our purpose, right? We're going to run into roadblocks along the way, but Again, listen to your interests in your heart, your desires. Assume those are from God instead of thinking, why would God put that in my heart? If you have an interest there, assume it and just see where it goes. Mm -hmm. And really, he just wants us, like I said, to lace up our shoes and do it. And even if it's, you know, I guess a failure, it's not really a failure because you're learning along the way that, oh, maybe that isn't, you know, his plan for me, but you're one step closer to discovering his dream for you. Mm-hmm. All God is calling you to do really is to give your yes and to try. And if I could use the example of the podcast that we've kicked off so far, um, we have learned that by just giving our yes to this podcast, we've been able to create a community and make connections with people we never thought possible. And already he has done so much with just that one single yes, even though Taylor and I are by no means uh, professional podcasters Mm -hmm. or, or theologians or any of that sort. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like really the power of prayer is amazing. And I just feel the Holy spirit um, 
working in people and us and and I think it came from that yes for sure and it really is a ma- mindset shift and so as we go into the next state our segment we're going to talk about like the four things that hold us back from living out our dream that was put into our heart by God the first one is anxiety um, this is the biggest one for me actually I have oftentimes focused so much on the end result, but not the progress on how to get there. And I think we can look at this in society. We look at professional athletes, artists, world-renowned writers, and even amazing podcasters, and we think they are innately great at their craft, but we don't really take in consideration how much time it took for them to get there. Right. And I think, too, with social media – Our generation sees only the end result. People aren't recording themselves doing the hard work. It's not as glamorous. So I think our generation has come to believe that either you have it or you don't, when really that is not the case. Everyone has started somewhere. Yeah. And even like writing a paper in college, like it's amazing the information that's at our fingertips. Like back in the day, you had to go to the library, pick out a book, read the information, write about it. For us, it's just a click away. You know, we're so in this crazy society where we're taught that everything can be handed us in 0.2 seconds, where we can go from amateur to expert in 0.2 seconds. We automatically assume people are just so great and we're not going to strive towards that because they're innately that talented. But if we do that, we're letting ourselves off the hook. We're telling ourselves, you know, I'm okay being complacent with my life. I'm allowing myself to stay in the status quo, which that's not what God wants us to yeah. do. And I think when we do see those examples of people who have achieved greatness, and it seems like it's the only thing we see, I think that makes us afraid to even start. We're afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. We're afraid we won't be as great as the greats, which is is nonsense really when you think about it we yes. shouldn't be as great as the greats we haven't put in the work no. that the greats have have you heard of the 10,000 rule the 10,000 hour rule excuse me I think I have but will you explain it for those who haven't yeah. Yeah, so I was reading a book from Malcolm Gladwell, such a great author, highly recommend him. And he says to become good at anything or at expert level, it takes 10,000 hours of practice to do so. Yeah, wow. And with a society that is taught that everything happens with the snap of a finger, like 10,000 hours is a long time. That's a full-time job and more. (laughs) when you think about it. Yes. Yes. And so just don't focus on the end result. You have to focus on the progress you make on or in your day to day. And how I do this is breaking down my goals and dreams into smaller subcategories and focusing on doing one really great thing. And then once I mastered that, moving on to the next. Yeah. I think when you look at your big goal all at once, it can definitely be overwhelming. So I think that's great advice to break it down. And that helps you manage the stress, manage the anxiety, and just focus on getting that one task done. Yes. My track coach always told me, do the little things right day to day and the big things will take care of themselves. That's great advice. 
Yes. So fall in love with, you know, getting enough sleep, praying, fueling your body with healthy food and taking care of those things to be successful and to create the framework to live out these dreams God um, gave you. You know, talking about your coach's advice, I remembered when we were in the beginning stages of starting our podcast, I got advice from my aunt who, to give you guys some background, she put together um, a Catholic conference in the biggest arena we have in the state of Iowa. So tons of people. And she realized that she wasn't selling enough tickets once they had started sales. And the more she prayed about it, the more she kind of got over that anxiety of worrying about the sales of the tickets and realized that even though the conference might fail in our earthly sense of the word, it wouldn't fail in the heavenly sense. Meaning that- Yes. That's so beautiful. Can you say that one more time for our listeners? Like the quote? So even though it might fail in our sense of the word, it wouldn't fail in the heavenly sense. Even if she didn't sell enough tickets, God was still going to be pleased with her for chasing after that dream she put in her heart and doing good work. And I think that can apply to a lot of the dreams we all have. And because we're, you know, we know that even if we fail, we're living out what God put in our hearts. That leads us to the next um, thing, and that's the opinion of others. If we're doing that, we shouldn't care about what the opinion of others are, because at the end of day of the day, we should be living our life for God. Right? Yeah. Taylor and I are both from smaller towns, and I really I've struggled with this. Um, Taylor can attest if she struggled with it, but for me, the opinion of others that I am most worried about is those that I know. It's not necessarily the strangers whose opinions I'm worried about, but the people who I've grown up with who know that I came from small town Iowa and who I am worried that will look at me differently if I decide to step out of the status quo of my -hmm. small town. You know, when I'm in situations like that, when I care about what people will think from our small town of us creating this podcast and like, oh my gosh, who do they think they are? We need to ask ourselves, are we more afraid of what they think or are we more afraid of not reaching God's full potential for us? And I hope every time your answer is we're more afraid of not creating God's potential for us. That is actually super motivating to think about it that way. If you ever feel stuck about your dream, um, that is definitely something to reflect on. Yes. And don't take opinions of people that haven't been in your place before that aren't steps ahead of you. Amen. Yes. Why are we worried about the opinions of people who don't know the challenges that we've faced? And honestly, the truth is the people who have been there before you and who are more successful than you aren't going to be the people who are going to be judging you because they know what it's like to go through the same struggles that you are going through. Yes. And at the end of the day, you really need to believe in yourself. And as long as you have that belief and your belief in God, really, you can do anything you set your mind to as cliche as that sounds. So we should not be 
caring about the opinions of others, especially um, when they haven't been in your shoes before. Amen. So the third reason that we believe people do not chase after their dreams is because they just lack focus and clarity. So Taylor mentioned earlier the classroom of silence, and this is a tool that we both use to get more focused and clear on what our goals are. So Taylor, do you want to explain the classroom of silence and where it comes from? Yes. So the classroom of silence comes from a Catholic author, speaker. He's also a business consultant, Matthew Kelly. And he says that we all need to sit in the classroom of silence. And it's so important because we have a spiritual size hole in our heart. And the only way to fill that spiritual size hole in your heart is through God. And the easiest and most efficient way to invite God into your life is in the classroom of silence and cutting out the noise of worldly things. I swear by this 110%. When you first start this practice of sitting in silence for at least 10 minutes a day, it can be very uncomfortable because we are so used. It's hard. We're so used to having music on in the background or the TV playing, listening to a podcast, whatever it is, it is hard to sit with your thoughts and listen to God. But the more that you do it, the more addicting it becomes, addicting in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I've begun to like completely cut off my headphones or cut out my headphones when I'm running. And like that's my time to really meditate and be with nature, God, myself, my thoughts. Wow. And I've noticed if I don't give myself the time to listen to my thoughts now, my thoughts just hit me when I'm trying to fall asleep, when I am in a rush trying to get in and out of the shower. It's like your soul, your mind needs you to connect with itself and to listen to God. Um, yes. And I think that's really key to getting focused and clear on what your dream is. Yeah, the biggest impact that it's had on me personally is I was always a people pleaser. I was a chameleon. I was whoever I needed to be with whomever I was around. I was the yes girl, constantly saying yes and spreading myself very, very thin. But sitting in the classroom of silence, I was able to cut out all the noise and determine what was best for me. And it gave me the power to say no. No to the people that weren't serving me. No to the worldly things I was craving that didn't serve me anymore. And it just made me so focused and clear on the dreams God put into my heart. You go, girl. Got rid of all those distractions and I'll step off my soapbox now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is hard to do though. It is hard to put aside um, distractions that are constantly thrown at you. And this classroom of silence, like Taylor said, is a great tool for that as well. Another thing that I would highly recommend you do if you're trying to get clear and focused on your dream is to literally just ask God for clarity. As crazy and simple as that sounds, it works. So in my life, I've even gone as far as to say, God, I need a sign. And if you ask God for a sign and 
you kind of have to put some parameters around your sign. Granted, if you tell him something like, I need someone to come up to me and tell me that this is what you want me to do. You have to be very specific on it. God will make it happen. I have done it multiple times in my life. I have prayed asking God for a sign like this, and he always gives me one. And it helps me stay clear on my dream and the path that he has laid out for me. And when you ask him for a sign, you have to be looking for Definitely. it. Definitely. And it's so important to ask God for the things that you want in your life because when we ask for these signs and we receive them, we we correlate or relate the, the request to the answer and we see God working in our lives. And that is what we call everyday miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they're oftentimes overlooked as like a coincidence. But honestly, I don't believe in coincidences, especially if you're asking for a sign. God will give you a sign. It might look like a miracle, mm-hmm. but take it for what it's worth and run with it. Yes, yeah, so pray and ask for signs um, to get that focus and clarity on you know, what your dreams are. And the fourth thing that we're going to move into that holds us back from living out our dreams is when things get hard, when the going gets tough, we think, oh, this must not be the plan God has for me. Yeah, which I think is completely false. I think God is actually challenging us most of the times in the dreams that he is calling us to do. And if you were to give up at the first sign of failure – you wouldn't accomplish the dream that God put in your heart. It is up to us to lace up our shoes. Like that desire and dream is in our heart, but at the end of the day, we're, we're going to be the one running. Right. Well, and think about Jesus and all that he went through, all the challenges that he faced for mm-hmm. the dream that God had for him and the purpose that he had. And it's not as scary or intimidating, those struggles, because you know, he knew his purpose and his mission and God was with him. And I think we, though, too, have the ability to get focused and get clear on what it is God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. If that's what motivates you is knowing what God's dream is for you, spend time in prayer, spend time in the classroom of silence to get focused because the going is going to get tough. It is. (laughs) Okay. So have you heard of John Irving? Like, guys, I'm a big book nerd, just to throw that out there. But he's one of- I haven't. He's one of the greatest American authors. And he was, I can't say this word always, dyslexic. I said it, didn't I? I said it, right? Dyslexic? Dyslexic. Yeah, he was- Dyslexic. Yeah, he was the thing that you you read like words backwards. (laughs) And he ended up being the greatest American author. Wow. Wow, that just goes to show like you cannot let anything get in the way of your dream that you have for yourself. Yes. Where there's a will, there's a way. There is. And there are so many. I mean, Michael Jordan was cut by or from his high school basketball team. So there's so many inspiring stories of successful people that have endured hardship and rejection. So can we put a plug in for Michael Jordan's um series that came out not that long ago it is so inspiring it if you is. want oh have you gosh. seen it oh yes have <laughs> i seen off it? topic 
Yes. But if you have, if you have not seen it, go check out the Michael Jordan series that ESPN put on. You are going to be so motivated to run after your dream. Mm -hmm. You can thank me later. Despite all the trials and tribulations. So don't automatically Mm -hmm. assume when things get hard that this isn't the plan or dream God has for me. And then I think as Catholic women who we can look to for inspiration to dream is Mary. Um, I think it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. how our Catholic faith encourages us to pray to Mary to intercede in our life. And as we're nearing Christmas, by the time this episode comes out, it won't be Christmas. But the virgin birth is so beautiful because it's so much more than just about celebrating Christmas. It's the first stop on God's itinerary in this world. He went to such great lengths to touch our world. And I think as Catholic women, we can look deep into Mary for answers. And if you let God move in you, he's going to do great things with the gifts that Mm -hmm. he's given you if you lace up your shoes. Right. I mean, I think people forget that Mary had a choice. She didn't have to say yes, you know. But she listened to the God that or the dream that God had for her. And I mean, now she is the mother of our Lord and Savior. So God's dream for you is purposeful and it is good. And if you lean into it, he truly has the best plan in mind. Better. And he simply just wants you to say yes. Mm-hmm. He's not asking right. you to be perfect. He's not asking you to, you know, get to the end goal right away. He's asking you to take your first step to say your yes. And our yes was starting this podcast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's also something that my aunt says quite a bit. The same aunt who put together that Catholic conference is it just takes one yes. Just give God your yes and watch him move mountains to make your goal happen. Yes. And follow your interest. Um, Exhibit God in your uniqueness and magnify him in your strengths. Um, There is no greater way to honor God than being yourself and living out the different dreams he has for you. Um, God endows us with so many gifts to make him known to the world. So how about we say our yes and we make him known to everyone through our gifts and our dreams? I love that. Yes, if there is one takeaway from this episode that you should come out of here with, it is to use the God-given interest and gifts that God has given you to achieve and accomplish your dream. Before you go, you should know that we're giving away free stuff. Yes, I said free. To two lucky winners, we're giving away a $25 Amazon gift card, a very detailed and all-around beautiful prayer journal, in the cutest, most stylish ball cap, you guys. To enter to win, all you have to do is head over to our Instagram page at underscore feel your soul, and you can find that Instagram handle in our show notes. And then on our Instagram page, like our giveaway post and tag two friends who you think would love our page. Plus, you'll get a bonus entry if you share our giveaway post to your story. But if you share our post to your story, Be sure to tag us so we know that you shared. And one more thing. We are so glad you're here and can't wait to continue to grow in faith with you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. 
We'll catch you in the next episode.